Hello and welcome once again to the Fan Fiction Academy. You are joined by myself, Professor Jed, and of course, as always, by my side is the light of my light, the Justin Bieber to my Hayley Bieber. It's Professor George. Hello everyone, I'm also here. Thank you for that yeah. intro. <laughs> You're welcome. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. The light of your light. The light of my light. That's good. The Haley to my Justin. Yeah. The... That's a very dysfunctional relationship. I know, though. I know. But I like to think we're dysfunctional as well. And that's the hot thing to be at the moment, isn't it? It is, it is. They are saying that. Yeah. Dysfunctional is the new functional. Abusive, almost. <laughs> oh, wow. Fuck. <laughs> this has got very dark. Yeah, very hang on. Let's already. wind it on back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do we you have are someone... the start seat to my... No, you are the bend to my... Um, Leslie Nope. Oh, yeah. that's quite sweet. Yeah, they've got a nice. Yeah, I can see that actually. You're quite yeah. Leslie Nope esque, and I'm quite. <laughs> You're quite Ben, ben yeah. 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 What's his last name? Ben Nope. Ben Ben Nope, yeah. Ben I nope. presume he took Leslie Nope. I think name. he did. Yeah. I can't remember. Anyway. I can't remember what his first name is. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, so, we're here today with a very, very. Very exciting. It's a momentous yes, occasion. Professor. <laughs> yes, so today Professor George and I are joined by a very special professor. Professor Sarah is from the University of Your Mum, where they lecture in Your Dad. <laughs> Sarah has completed many books, including Your Nan, and their critically acclaimed study of the human psyche, Your Granddad, which was once described by the Mail on Sunday as, I didn't read this, so I'm going to make something up and give it no stars. Professor Sarah, welcome to the Academy! Thank you for having me, Thank and you. I do highly recommend Your Nan to all <laughs> listeners. It's an incredibly thought-provoking read. Yeah, did you want to give a little plug of Your Nan? No, I'm going to let them decide that for themselves, oh, you know, yeah. or they can find my review in The Guardian from the a few Guardian. months ago. Yeah, oh, please go look that up. Fantastic. Type in your nan, The Guardian, <laughs> and find my review. That's it, listeners. Type in your nan. And I think this is an excellent opportunity to have a word from our sponsor for today. Uh, we are sponsored, as always, by Magnum Ice Cream. <laughs> Again, thank Again. you so much. George, Magnum. have you the readout for Magnum <laughs> yeah, Ice Cream? Yeah, let me just get it up quickly. So, once again, thank you so much for Magnum for sponsoring us. And today we're here to talk about their new flavour, Ecstasy. Oh! Now, drugs are bad for you, kids. Unless it's in the form of a magnum. Ah. That is science. <laughs> now, the people at Magnum have discovered that ecstasy can not be a class A drug oh. and can be an ice cream flavour. So we legally do have to say that this is not a class A drug. It will not inebriate or affect you mentally at all. It's just if you think what ecstasy tastes like... <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. Mm, very nice. nice. That's what this Magnum flavour is. Oh, lovely! And is it coated in ecstasy or is the ice cream ecstasy? It's up to you. Oh, wow! Oh. Yeah, it's a make. You it, can it customise it. No, you can't customise <laughs> it. It's one of those things that is different depending on who has it. So it's like a bit right. of a lucky dip. Exactly. Oh. So for you, Jed, you yeah. might experience ecstasy in the outer coating of the chocolate. Well, I often do experience ecstasy on <laughs> an outer coating. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas you, Sarah, yeah. might um, experience ecstasy while suckling on the wooden stick left over uh, once you've finished you do the like delicious to suckle mag- on a wooden stick. That is something I'm known for doing. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you can read all about that in your granddad. Yeah. <laughs> so once again, thank you so much for Magnum for sponsoring this episode of the Fan Fiction Academy. And if you use the discount code Two Cheeky Boys Having a Laugh, you can get an official 15p off your Magnum wow. ice cream. Oh my goodness. 15p. It's also worth mentioning that we are not sponsored by Magnum ice creams. Thank you very all. much, Magnum. But thank you, Magnum. <laughs> well, brilliant. So what are we here to do today, Professor George? We're here to read something that I would say is where the concept for this podcast first originated from. Mm, yes. So when we were discussing what we were going to do with this... In the Nando's. In the Nando's. It was all stemmed from this piece of literature that we're going to read. <laughs> we're calling it literature? It's a loose term. I would say it's quintessential fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. It's basically is. a jumping in point for anyone who wants to get into the world of fan fiction. Absolutely. I'm not sure how much we should give away before we start reading, but do we go into the backstory of it? I think we should say how it was formed. Okay. Yeah. So it was formed inside of a Nando's. <laughs> One magical night. But conceived, some could say. Yeah. The concept of it was, and then we went to a Weatherspoons, had a few cheeky beverages, <laughs> and created this script. Or, sorry, the... Um, synopsis is what you would call it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it was step by step. Yeah. Plot. Yeah, the plot points. A loose plot. Yeah. Yes. On the back of a magazine. No, <laughs> newspaper. It was a newspaper. Part of it was written on a picture of Kate Winslet's face. God yes. rest her soul. Yes, it was. Yeah. She's not dead. She's not dead. <laughs> and then later on, Professor Sarah wrote it into a script. Later that night. Later that night. That first draft was formed about one o'clock in the morning following yeah. I mean, that fateful evening. And yes. I think you can tell. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. can. And it has um, been workshopped slightly since ever then. Ever so slightly, it? because... My grammar at 1am is not the best it could be, yeah, and a lot of it didn't make a lot of sense, so it has been fair. tweaked. That's more than fair. Um, but the whole original premise is that you had watched Sweeney the film of yeah. this once. Yes. Yes. Um, and you had to basically recount the entire yeah. play plot. and plot from that one memory. While slightly tipsy. While slightly tipsy. Yeah. Yeah. What could go wrong? What could possibly go I do go remember wrong? when you were recalling this, the, the plot of this, um, and uh, we had to take a pause while you were because I was laughing so much <laughs> you, yeah. that I had to actually get out my asthma inhaler <laughs> in the middle of Weatherspoons <laughs> and have a couple of cheeky puffs because I was absolutely actually dying because I was laughing so hard. Whilst also, correct me if I'm wrong here, we were just being handed random people's food, weren't we? You, yes, they, yes, they bought... It was, like, it was like an ice cream or like a cookie dough yeah. or something and um, they bought it to our table and we were adamant it wasn't ours. <laughs> but they wouldn't take no for an yeah. answer, so we got free cookie dough, which yeah. just added to the joy yeah. of the evening. Oh, <laughs> no, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. <laughs> and this was all sort of also prompted by the fact, and this is going to be a little uh, little hint about what this is about, <laughs> yeah. it was prompted by the fact that the Weatherspoons we went to was on Fleet Street. Ah, oh, yes, it, it was. was. Or yeah. near enough. So yeah. we saw close that enough. and close got enough. Close enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Fantastic. <laughs> well, would you like to do edit your intro? Sure. To what we are about to read. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the official reading of Sweeney, the Demon Panto of Yeet Street by Professor George, Professor Jed and Professor Sarah. <laughs> Very good. How exciting. How exciting. <laughs> Mm. So we all adore this. Um, yeah, with so much. As this, is our child. Yeah. Yeah. this is our child. This is our child that we've close created. To my heart. Yeah, um, and it's we quite really... upsetting how much time we've spent on this. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it should also be said that I tried to recount the songs. Yes, managed to get oh, yes. four. Yes. I think. Yeah. So this was. There were so... some original original tracks in this. Yes, yeah, there were some original tracks. So Professor George was tasked <laughs> with listening to the song through once and then giving myself the lyrics to kind of decipher into a coherent musical structure as some more successful than others um so the way that i would describe this is i did an improv comedy set and then you and sarah have had the incredible painful task of putting it into an official medium and i just sat back and laughed the entire time (laughs) yeah so this is the product of your brilliant mind. Yeah. Really. This is, all, this is all yeah. you're doing at yeah. the, at the end of yeah. it. If... And reading through this, I'm not sure if I should be proud of it or not. No, I don't think you should be, particularly when we get to the third character yeah. down. So, uh, <laughs> would you like to read through our characters list? Me? Professor George. Sure. Yes. So... We've got our characters here. Of course, first up, we have Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Yeet Street, our flawed protagonist, tried to cover his past after being made redundant (laughs) from the... (laughs) Following his summer takeover show, (laughs) he also has a fear of tasers. Oh, yes. For legal reasons, we do have to bleep um, that middle bit. There might be a few things we have to bleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, we've got Sweetie Todd Mrs Lovett, a nutcase Whose only sense of pride comes from validation As to a highlight <laughs> From a certain team <laughs> They're obsessed with pies, gin and meat related puns <laughs> Who Very good be? Who could that possibly be? That's Mrs Lovett Yes How exciting, Marjorie <laughs> scared to read this next Oh yes <laughs> This might have to be bleep <laughs> yeah. Next up we have the <laughs> a suspiciously blonde-haired and blue-eyed individual who spends most of their time off-stage reenacting Schindler's List. May up, may, he might have a love interest in Act Two. Depends. Oh, we'll see, dear we'll see. God. Yeah, the little boy. Next up, <laughs> next up, we have Toby, Mrs. Lovett's assistant and an absolute lightweight. The story's accidental hero. Next up, we have Bruno Pirelli. Camp over the top and devastatingly European. He has a passion for being a barber with a weakness for being battered over the head with tea kettles. Pretty standard. So Bruno so. and Toby we got there. Ah. The mayor's cuck, who's the mayor's bitch. You missed, you missed one. Oh, did I? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. The mayor's cuck we have. Yeah, sorry. The Judge of London, the creepy man that stole Sweeney's wife and daughter, who may be a paedophile and is the only existing judge in the whole of London during the 1800s. That was something that was made very clear yeah. during I was... the initial one, is that yeah. George 
I want to get made absolutely clear. It was the judge of London, and there were <laughs> no a. other working judges in yeah. London I, during this I time period. There literally was only one. see no reason for there to be another one in the story, as far <laughs> oh, as I'm aware. Okay. So, of course, because of that, we then have the judge's cuck. Who doesn't die in this version? Mm, my favourite thing about this is that the mayor's cock and the judge's cock are the same character. <laughs> you just gave them different names. Yeah. <laughs> Again, irrelevant. Yeah. Men getting shaved, eager audience plants, must have facial hair of some kind. I again, I think yeah. that was another thing that I wanted made absolutely clear. Yeah, you yes. wanted some plants in the audience, mm-hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Uh, as love it, a brief cameo to establish <laughs> Sarah's pride over her first. Tour highlight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, in this version, we were going to have Sarah play Mrs. Lovett. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe you were going to be the judge of London. Is that right? No, I wasn't going to be the judge of London. I was going to be. You know who was going to be the judge of London? Yeah, you. Was I? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty Maybe sure. I was. Was. Yeah. Who are you thinking of? What? I'm thinking of Bruno Borelli. Um, Perverted prison guards. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was getting them confused. And in in this one, original version as well, uh, we we're going to have Jed as um, Sweeney. Sweeney Bob. As Sweeney, Sweeney, Sweeney Bob. Good old Sweeney Todd. <laughs> so lovely. What have we got? Two men getting. Uh, Joanna. Joanna. <laughs> the sudden irrelevant love interest for the little <laughs> boy and Sweeney's daughter. George remembered halfway through planning that she was a character. I think this might be the point I started wheezing. Yeah, yes. yeah. I when think this is the point where I was getting angry Professor as well. George started mentioning the character of Joanna randomly yeah. Yeah. In, act in Act 2 of the plan and had not previously mentioned her existence. Again, irrelevant. So, yeah, she just sort of shows up halfway through. Correct. Old drunk Binks. <laughs> Sweeney's wife, who's gone slightly batshit and forgotten how to wash. I don't know why that's <laughs> Again, a detail. That's pretty that's pretty quite, standard. Quite a good yep. detail. Bunch of geezers, the affectionate <laughs> term for Sweeney's victims, doomed to become pies. I that, a bunch of geezers. That's in quotation marks as well. I think that's important to mention. <laughs> Perverted prison guard, the living embodiment of a <laughs> groping is his middle name. Now that's going to require some explanation, I think. That is, yes. Did you want to... Yeah. Where we all used to work, we had to use radio codes to communicate in a way that people wouldn't understand. And was the code for inappropriate guest behaviour. Guest needs to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the guest is doing something inappropriate, yeah. basically. Or customer or client. Yes. Or Interchangeable. Visitor. Interchangeable. Yeah. <laughs> we worked at a pub. Yes, <laughs> and we were all using yeah, radio. We yeah, were bouncers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blonde bitches. <laughs> yeah. The inhabitants of the asylum where Joanna is imprisoned by the judge. As they say, gentlemen prefer blondes. They, I'd recently watched that. that film. Yeah. That's why that reference is in there. <laughs> um, with a special guest from... <laughs> so should we go through the name of the scenes, or should we do that as... You could probably do it as you go along, I think. Okay, oh, this is... So this is interesting. (laughs) It's sort of the the disclaimer before the script begins. This is our tagline. I think if we ever do it, this needs to be just the poster. It's black with this written in white, (laughs) and that's it. A bit of 
context for everyone. George does not know the plot of Sweeney Todd, so naturally, one night after a cheeky Nando's, <laughs> he decided to tell Professor Jed and Professor Sarah what he thought happened in the story. The following script is by, inspired by George's interpretation, which I'm going to describe simply as creative. Bless him. Forgive us and enjoy. <laughs> Special thanks to the cast of Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why that became relevant. Oh, I don't. Of the, probably because of the <laughs> boy. Yeah, yes. that's because the Professor George was very clear that he looked like yeah. in the film adaptation. Yeah. So. I feel like there was some sort of reference to Liam Neeson <laughs> as well in there. Maybe is Liam Neeson in Schindler's List? Yeah, I've never yes. seen that. Yes. Oh yeah. no. It's a bit, oh, it's a very good film. It's a very good it's film. A very good film. Nice. Although it's all in black and white, except for a little girl wearing a red coat. Symbolism. 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 Yeah. Very so, important. For the purpose of this, would if we have Sarah's love it, yeah. me as Todd and you as every other character? I think so. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's how we've read it every is, other yeah, time, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. And you could do stage directions yeah. as well yeah. if you'd like to. So Act one, scene one. The cutty sark. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't wait. Um, for those of you that don't know about the Cutty Sark, the Cutty Sark is a famous ship in East London mm -hmm. near Greenwich. We had gone there previously. We had gone there previously. On fireworks night. On fireworks night to not see any fireworks. Oh, no. Yeah. Thank you to whoever thought that was a good idea. You know who you are. You know exactly who you are. The Cutty Sark is pulling into Basingstoke, <laughs> a city portrayed in this adaptation by a questionable-looking backdrop. From my memory, I asked specifically for a shitty green screen. <laughs> yes, I believe it, you. I can't remember where Basingstoke came from. I, was, I, I remember keeping, I, you, keeping that in because yeah. I remember that being written on the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, you did say pulling into Basingstoke. So, but then it, we, 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 we cut which, back to London about two yeah, scenes yeah, in. Famously, so. Basingstoke, which is nowhere near the sea. Exactly. <laughs> Also know when in Granite where the Cutty Sark would be, so never mind. But also the Cutty Sark is like on land, isn't it? It, mm -hmm. it, it is now, yes. I mean in the because obviously it's set in Victorian times, it could have been sailing. In Victorian is it, era, is it set in Victorian times? I don't, I don't know, know about this, this adaptation. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they will find out in a second that yeah. they're clutching a DVD. So it's definitely not. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. The Cutty Sark is pulling into Basingstoke, a city portrayed in this adaptation by a questionable looking backdrop. Drop? Fog is rolling in suspensefully. Aboard the ship is Sweeney Todd and the little boy who is clutching a DVD of Schindler's List. Song, There's No Place Like Green Park. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> Do I say that? I thought you'd sing you... that. <laughs> I've sailed the world for many moons now. I've seen the seven wonders of the world, oceans and the mountains of Peru, but there's no place like Green Park. No, there's no place like SW11AA. <laughs> Mr. Todd. You were young when I first met you. And you will remember. There's a hole in the world with a vermin and spit. There's a hole in the world like a great black pit. There's a hole in George really didn't know this bit. And it goes by the name of Green Park. At the top of the hole sits a piece of fall. But I don't know that yet. Or maybe I do tell you beauty into bits and blondes. I too have sailed the world and seen Peru too. For the cruelty of men is as worrisome as Peru. But there's no place like Green Park. Is everything alright, Mr Todd? 
my mind is far from this place, young <laughs> boy, along the tails of Fleet Street. I see shadows. There was a barber and his wife, and she was beautiful. There was a foolish barber and his foolish wife. She was virtuous, and she was beautiful, and she was beautiful, and he was average. <laughs> But there was another man who saw that the barber's wife was beautiful, a vulture of the law, the lowest of the low, a visible, hateful creature. He tried to remove the barber by tasering him, and she was soft, so young, so soft, so young and so beautiful. And lazy and beautiful, and oh! Oh, that was ten years ago. I doubt if anyone would know. Well, they're speaking now, so I presume oh, we have that's to go back. back. Um, <laughs> Mr. Todd, is everything all right? You look as though you can smell someone's fart. No, little <laughs> boy. My name is Antonette. No, your name is little <laughs> boy because that is what you are. And no, I'm not all right. Far from it. You see, it was in this very city ten years ago that I lost everything. The Judge of London, the only one in the entire city, was my good friend. Until I discovered he was getting raging boners whenever he saw my wife. Oh, and child. I confronted the disgusting pedo. And do you know what he did? What? The absolute piss flap tasered me. <laughs> oh, God. Like a moth that flowed too closely to a treacherous child fucking lamp. me throw into a shit that would take me far away from here to take my wife and daughter for his own. And it took you ten years to find a shit back. Don't get smart with me, you... Oh, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you boy. I had to wait for my takeover show in <clears throat> to take off. And because the huge... <laughs> become the huge success that it was, now that's done, I could focus on my revenge. Bugger off with you. I have more brooding to do. Exit, little boy Sweeney disembarks the ship and wanders down to Vital Square where he finds Mrs Lovett's pie shop where he used to live. There's a hole in the world with a great black pit and if you're not careful you might fall into it. You can find me on Fleet Street if you're up for it. Well done. Beautifully. That was fantastic. Beautifully done. Very good. Because I, I didn't have an awful lot to do with the song lyrics for this. Yeah, so I left was... this to my yes. fellow professors here so... <laughs> I always forget how wonderful <laughs> those lyrics are and how they almost fit <laughs> with the original song. Yeah, um, yeah. But, it was hard yeah. not to write just the original song. Yeah, because it's it's so close <laughs> yeah. in some places yeah. that it could almost be. Yeah. So, There's no so place like Green Park. Park. Yeah, and that's another. F- favourite thing is that they go into they go in the Cutty Sark from Greenwich into Basingstoke in Hampshire maybe I don't know what mm. it's in and then they end up in Green Park yeah. which and then South Mitre London. Square and then, and then Mitre we end Square up in which Mitre is East Square. London yeah. and then very back close. to Fleet Street and then back to Fleet Street very close to all mm-hmm. of it isn't it it's just a who's who of different you just cut locations out, cut out everywhere else in London and that's yeah. are the only places that exist it's because yeah. it's so the only all... places that I'm aware are in London well Basingstoke famously isn't in London not my problem <laughs> except for in this production when it exactly. definitely is part of definitely is, definitely is a borough yeah. of London absolutely. was it actually because we were making jokes about the fact that Game of Thrones they like dot around loads of different places 
and inexplicably don't address how they get from one place to another. Oh, so they quickly. get there very quickly. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. feel like it might have been something to do with that, and we were making a joke. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they don't that. address. I the, very the... much doubt it. I yeah. think you were just. Funny, wasn't what aware. I mean, that is a point, but <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. Just trying to make myself look a little bit. It's like, has it been a month <laughs> since you left the last place? Who knows? Like, who knows? We'll who never gets? find out. Scene two. <laughs> Mrs. Lovett's pie shop. Inside the shop, alternate Mrs. Lovett is diligently making pies. There is a picture of her and Sweeney from ten years ago on the wall. She goes to rush down and greet Sweeney and the rest of the audience. When... Professor Sarah, also dressed as Lovett, jumps up from under the counter and beats the shit out of alternate Mrs. Lovett with a rolling pin. No! I was born for this role! I was tore high like bitch! <laughs> Welcome! I'm Mrs. Marjorie Lovett. She hides alternate Mrs. Lovett under the counter and replaces the picture on the wall with one of her Lovett and Sweeney and goes to greet everyone. Ah, another song. Ah. Have I seen this one? Well, we're about to find out. We're about out. to find I out. I think we workshopped this one. Possibly. Us. I don't remember if I did this one or not. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Oh, a customer. Oh, watch your rush, watch your hurry. You look kind of hungry. <laughs> Sid, I haven't seen a customer in a couple of weeks. Did you come here for a pie, sir? Something, something. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? You think we have the plague from the people who avoid us? Rat! <laughs> There's nobody who will answer. Do you fancy a drop, sir? Mind you, I could hardly blame you. These are probably the best pies in London. She's a fucking liar. <laughs> I know why no one takes them. I should do. I make them the best pies in London. Tastes even better than the worst pies in London. <laughs> if you'll only take a bite. If you really taste them, they're lovely, they're crusty. Drink this, you'll need it. The worst pies in London. <laughs> and the price of meat being what it is when you get it, when you need it. Animals dying in the street. Mrs. Lovett in the pie shop. Stranger is with the business as it is. Notice people have disappeared. Something, something, Mrs. Lovett is bobbing pussies into pies. <laughs> bobbing pussies. <laughs> nothing to do with my shop. The thought of it makes you sick. But nothing to do with my pie shop. <laughs> <laughs> Even though times are hard, sir. Even harder than the best pies in London. Even though... What? Even though people this true are horrible. And greasy and disgusting. And looks like it's moulding. And tastes like... A, de <laughs> a dead bird alone. With limited wings. The best pies in London. <laughs> oh, sir. Times is hard. Times is hard. Deep, deep. Very good. I've not done that one before. A so dead I'd... bird alone. <laughs> there were times where it would fit so perfectly yeah. and then... Go that, horribly wrong. That would just come out, and I was yeah. like, I don't know what part of the tune this fits, but we're going with it. <laughs> it was beautiful. Thank you. I love that version. That was lovely. Yeah. So that was the song, The Best Pies in London. Throughout the song, <laughs> she tries to get Sweeney off his face drunk. It doesn't work. 
it's quite a good pie, actually. Oh, sorry. It's quite a bloody good pie, actually. See? I told you. What's your name, sir, if you don't mind me asking? Not seen you around here before. Looks at the picture of both of them on the wall <laughs> where they look exactly as they do now. <laughs> Mrs Lovett does the same, still doesn't clock him. I'm definitely not Sweeney Todd. Well, of course you're not. You look nothing like him. Would I be able to look upstairs? I saw outside your advertised in the spare room. Of course. Follow me. They go upstairs. Sweeney goes into his old room, hitting all the floorboards until he finds the <laughs> loose one, where his, quote-unquote, friends are hidden. They are not razors in this version. They are knives. Bread knives. This is my favourite song. I've seen, I've seen this one that, that you guys did, I think. So but. this is... The song My Knives, but it's called My Friend. I know. (laughs) Sorry. This version is called My Knives. Yes. These are my knives. See how they glisten. These are my knives. See how they shine. How this one smiles. My knives. (laughs) My fateful knives. Speak to me, knives. Whisper in my ear. I know, I know, you've been lonely-ish all these years. These are my knives. My royal knives. I know you've been waiting. Knives, my precious knives. But I've come home, won't we? Hear me, my knife. I'm your knife too, if Mr. Todd. me tight. If you only listen to with me With a sigh. Now. Your my knife, Mr. Todd. In my hand. My knife. <laughs> I'm a clever knife. My knives are precious. I always had a hotness for you, I did. Rest now, my knife. I never see you Soon at all. I'll I can be your little knife, Mr. Tom. I've got customers. You have dreamed <laughs> of my days. My knives. Oh, my love. My lovely knife. I'm your knife too, and you're mine. My shining knife. <laughs> I should have come sooner. <laughs> my ruby knife. Comes good enough for me. Soon. You'll get. You'll soon get depression. You'll soon get precious. Depression. Leave me. <laughs> At last. My army of knives are complete again. <laughs> wow, that was the most that was beautiful the one thing we I've ever heard in my life. I get it quite is. emotional hearing that. It's, it's quite powerful. That one actually, See? I think compared to the other ones we've done so far, that one actually fits the tune yeah, quite well slightly. for the most slightly. part. Yeah. But I do love that very it's much. Beautiful. Anyway... Fuck me, Sweeney, it's you! Yes, of course it is me, you stupid cow. I'm here to have my revenge on the judge who tasered me and stole my wife and child. The judge of London? I'll be in the square this afternoon. He likes going to the market and loudly offending all of the foreign sellers. (laughs) Let's go then. Both accept. (laughs) Oh dear. Scene three, the shaving contest in Mitre Square. (laughs) 
Sweeney and Lovett lead the audience to Mitre Square, where Bruno Pirelli is parading around being a camp, horribly offensive European stereotype. <laughs> trying to sell his wares, also trying to sell his wares, is Tobey. Wearing a tacky blonde wig, he is very short. Think Lord Farquaad in the Shrek musical. Oh, for fuck's sake. Such language in the presence of this unattractive woman. Oi! What accent is that even meant to be? You're being racist. How dare you? I have never been so offended. I challenge you to a fight. How about a shaving contest? It's the skill we both have. It'll be fairer. Fine, fine. Right, gentlemen. We need volunteers for a cheeky little shavy shave. (laughs) Come on up. The plants in the audience volunteer and come to the front. Ready, gentlemen. Then let the shaving begin. I don't think we have. We haven't that. Ran we've this got one, one for the contest. No. no. Yeah. Uh, so it, this is where the contest parody would come in. God knows how I remembered this one and not any of the other songs, mm, including. Um, well, I mean, you remembered this song, but you didn't remember Joanna as a no. character. Not until <laughs> so, the halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> The competition is ridiculous. Shaving cream goes everywhere and no one actually gets shaved at all. Choreography can be devised by the actors, ensuring Sweeney is seen at some point near his volunteer with a bread knife. The mayor's cuck blows his whistle and the madness ends. It's all a mess, so he bullshits the results. And the winner is... Todd! What a skilled barber the script tells me he is. I shall recommend this Sweeney Todd to the Judge of London. Very good. Do you know, actually thinking about it, um, this is a sung-free musical, so the fact that you only remembered four songs is from quite, a sung-free musical quite worrying. is quite worrying. <laughs> it's because legally we cannot afford more than four songs. That is true. That is this actually is true. true. You can pick and choose the songs you want to hire out, right? Yeah, but we I parodied guess. them, so... We have parodied them. I love yeah. how it's like... Because obviously the, the title of this is that it's... Originally we said it was a panto. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very much... It's it's just a parody more, yeah. than, more than a pantomime. We yeah. just wanted to, to give it a, a funny title, I think. Yeah. Please don't say us sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> so this, this is all just... You know, a, a fun parody that we just did. We're just messing um, around and it, for legal reasons. For legal reasons. We're just cheeky boys having a bit cheeky of fun. Boys, yeah. So, <laughs> scene four. No one loves Toby. It's my favourite scene this title that I came up with. Sweeney and Lovett return to the shop during the fray of the previous scene. Lovett has rescued Toby and begins to get him drunk at the shop. Sweeney goes to his room and lies down to have a nap. He wakes up to the judge knocking on his door. I love that sort of say they love that you just like for lying down and having a nap because <laughs> Professor George couldn't remember what else happened yeah. before anyone else showed up in this scene. <laughs> so we just have Sweeney going upstairs like like he's I'm a tired. sim. Like he's a sim. He just got yeah. to go and recharge for a bit and then... Anytime yeah. I need a passage of time to occur yeah. and I don't remember what happened. All the characters have a nap. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to okay. try and do an Adam Rickford impression but I don't think I can. Oh, no. <laughs> Todd, isn't it? I've been informed by my cuck that you're the best man in town for a shame. It will be my honour. Out of earshot. You cunt. What was that? <laughs> Nothing, sir. Take a seat. Song prettylittlethings.com. <laughs> now, we did, I'm sure we, we did. We definitely did, but I don't know. Oh, if... I found it. You have? Yeah. Can I have a copy of it as well? Yes. I um, don't think I've seen this, this one. This is the most recent one that we did, right, I okay. believe. 
And I think it's not put into a musical format it's yet. Okay. It's very confused. <laughs> so yeah, so so lecture. so this is um obviously instead of pretty women. Yes. Is prettylittlethings.com. Again, please don't sue us. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? It might not be so bad. <laughs> it's alright. At least it it's long. <laughs> Mr. Todd. At your service, an orator. <laughs> At your service, an honour to receive your patronage, my lord. You know of me. Who in this great <laughs> wide world doesn't know <laughs> the pedo judge? What can I do for you today, sir? A shave, a soothing massage, a haircut. Sit, sir. Sit. I know a woman with a massive heart, haha, and a group of slaves <laughs> cutting vegetables in a plate in front of him. He turned it into a seductive meal and a sprinkling of French cologne, but I think a shame. The closest I ever gave with my knives. <laughs> they both bristle really close to each other. <laughs> Been vis- can you not whistle? No, I can. I just. I mean, it's more like it might be funnier if they can't whistle yeah, and they're just, just sort of blowing, blowing the tune at each other. <laughs> Been busy today, Mr. Nah, Dot. Fucking empty, mate. Like one man set fire to the next. It's true, sir. Love can instill a fire. No, I mean the actual fire. Oh, you mean an actual fire? <laughs> what inspire such a flame, sir? Again, I do not know the tune to this. You're doing fine. Ah, yes, women. PrettyLittleThings.com The judge has a stroke and starts fumbling disgustingly for <laughs> Sweeney Whistles. <laughs> and then... I think that's another excuse for me not really knowing what was being said. What was happening? Main characters and strike. Mid song. Mid song. Oh, the horsey. Oh, wow. Okay. Now then, my nice, now to your throat. Come then, my nice, be patient, be kind. Revenge can be taken if you do a good job. You'll be commended, be moved up to VP. <laughs> my lord, and who you getting the shave for, my lord? Definitely not your daughter, because she's dead and part of pretty... I what? think that might be... I think, I think, yeah. Oh. I think it's my lord and who my you're lord. getting the shave Sorry, for. there you go. Yeah. Definitely not your daughter, because she's dead. And part of prettylittlethings.com. Pretty as her mother. Prettylittlethings.com. Maybe we're singing this together. I think this is together, Fascinating. right? Fascinating. Sipping coffee. Dancing. Pretty women are a wonder. Pretty women sitting on the window. Or standing on the stairs. Something inside <laughs> them chills their hairs. Prettylittlethings.com <laughs> Sorts the lot, lot of them. Sitting, sitting within you. Glances. 
Stay forever. Blowing you. Oh, no. Here come the women. Prettywomen.com. Prettywomen.com. Here come the women coming out. <laughs> Tell them they can't stand and banish them. Some of them still remain. Do they have invites? Tell me what is your name, pretty woman. Whether watching, litter picking, singing badly at your liver. Prettylittlethings.com. Sir. Yes. Sweeney and the Judge stop <laughs> Sweeney and the judge start wanking each other off thinking of women and Lover is looking through the window covering Toby's eyes. <laughs> Do you always sing about dead relatives before you shave someone? It's a recent addition to my work. It's fucking weird. Get some help, mate. The judge exits looking like he may need a therapist, still covered in shaving cream. As he leaves, he bumps into Bruno who strides into the room. <laughs> I knew I recognised you, Todd! What are you talking about? I thought you were one of my many lovers that I've had at first. Just older and more gross. I followed you and saw the picture in the pie shop downstairs. You're that man the judge tasered so he could bang your wife and kids. <laughs> Sweeney grabs the kettle in his room and in a fit of rage knocks Bruno Perrone <laughs> out with it. He moves the body onto his chair. The very drunk Toby then bursts into the room followed by Lovett. Toby, I told you not to come up here. Nobody loves me! He falls over. Sorry, he's pissed. <laughs> ah, I can see that. Nobody yes. fucking loves me! No, they don't, you annoying little shit. Toby starts to cry. Well, maybe if you keep drinking with us and you do as you're told, Sweeney won't hate everything about you anymore. Really? It's very unlikely, but I'll say yes. Besides, it'll be useful having you around. I could use some help in the shop. She is a lazy bitch. Yeah. Okay, I'll help you, Mum. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Bruno begins to wake up. Toby goes to have a look, but Love It pulls him out of the way and makes him look out the window. She distracts him by telling him... Script. While Sweeney tries to find a hiding spot, he fails and panics, slitting Bruno's throat with a bread knife. Toby quickly gets bored of Lovett's story and turns around to look at the body. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah you killed the only gay man in London! <laughs> no, I didn't. He had a heart attack and fell onto his bread knife. That makes total sense. I'm going to go and have some more gin now. He leaves. Sweeney, I've had an idea. A business idea. I want to update the menu downstairs, you know, remake every pound count. New flavours and that. Maybe I could put Bruno's meat in my pie? What an idea! I can find many different types of meat to fill your pie holes until my knife is ready to penetrate the judge. I need to practice my technique, you see. It's a deal. You penetrate as many men as you have to and I'll beat the meat and shove it in my... All right, that's enough. They get it. Soon. Revenge shall be mine. <laughs> Song three lines of epiphany into the reprise of There's No Place Like Green so Park. I believe that is you, sir. What's your luck? What's your penny? No, no. Want... no. I... You, sir. You, sir. Fancy a shave? No. That's it. That's, that's all it. you know. That's it. Yeah. That's all you, sir. Fancy a shave? Yeah. yeah, that's it. And that's the end <laughs> that's of Act, Act one, 1 of Sweeney the Panto the Musical. The series, the, the show. Parody, the parody. Whatever this ended up being. Very good so far. Fantastic. <laughs> I think that's where we should leave it for this episode. We split it here and then we yes. do Act 2 next week. Yes. Yes. I agree. So thank you so much for joining us and listening to this absolute <laughs> disgrace. <laughs> uh, please, um, during the week, if you feel like 
ringing in <laughs> with your theories about what might happen next, mm. uh, where it might be derailed next, if Joanna ever appears. Um, yes, will can, Joanna ever show up? Will Joanna show up? You could probably have a look at our little socials that we're just going to run yeah. through right now. So if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can at... The Fan Fiction Academy. We are also on Twitter at... The Fan Fiction Academy. If you would like to send us any email messages um, with any recommendations of any fan fiction you'd like us to read um, or your own fan fiction as well we'd love to hear it or any theories that you have about Sweeney Todd at the Demon Bar of Yeet Street then you can to our email address which is thefanfictionacademy at gmail.com we also have Patreon where we currently have no Patreon <laughs> so if you would like to subscribe uh, subscribe uh, to our Patreon you can at patreon.com forward slash thefanfictionacademy where for £3 a month you can have access to our interviews that we've definitely done so <laughs> Uh, but of course I'd like to uh, thank Professor Sarah for joining us on this remarkable adventure thank you for having me my goodness <laughs> do you have anything coming yeah. up that they could go and see you in if they want you don't have to plug anything if you don't want to you... <laughs> nothing really until until November okay. I'm, I'm, I'm in a show at the end of November um, and we shall be there Yes, I will shall definitely be there. Support yes. your fellow professors. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. Maybe I'll send one of the other professors in my in your place in yeah. Yeah. to do the review. I'm sure Bowie would make another appearance. Bowie could probably come. Yeah. I would really like Professor that. Bowie. I've not met Professor Bowie, but I've 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 heard Professor Bowie's episodes yeah. and yes. I find him to be very amusing. He so I would very much episode. like yeah, to he see if he came along. I will not be a show like this, a disclaimer, like Shows. the one we've been reading. Yeah, it's no. more very serious. different type of type of show. A bit more serious, <laughs> bit actually. More serious. A bit more grown up. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much, everyone, and that's all from us this week. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.